Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey everybody, my name is Eric Skwarzynski and I'm the host of the Preacher Boys podcast. Today's episode is a short one, but I think it's an important one. On today's episode, I want to talk about how to interact with fundamentalists. Now, I want you to understand right off the bat here, I'm not teaching you new ways to debate, things like that. I want to talk really into the topic of empathy and uh, just really speak to something that's been on my heart the last couple of weeks. Uh, This was really spurred by a couple of things. One, I've seen a lot of activity on social media ramping up. People are understandably upset who have left the independent Baptist movement. Uh, There are people who feel these very strong feelings, and I understand that. I feel incredibly strong feelings as well. But I do want to make sure that what we're doing and the way that we communicate is helping the cause of preventing abuse and leading people away from a harmful uh, influence or harmful environment and not hurting that cause. Now, again, I'm preaching to the choir here because it can be very difficult to deal with people who will not hear you, who do not act with empathy, but act in accordance with an organization or uh, some very rigid ideology that they hold to. And especially around the holidays, when we're getting around family, we're dealing with people who are uh, friends, family, uh, former pastors, if we're visiting home churches, uh, there can be uh, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, and obviously a lot of conversations that arise from it. So on today's episode, I just want to run through a couple thoughts that I've had on this and uh, where I think you can go right and where I think you can go, you can go wrong with uh, you know laying out your belief system in contradiction maybe with someone else's. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is I really think people need to watch the way that they communicate with others. Obviously, like I said, there's a lot of raw emotions. It's very easy to default into anger, uh, frustration, and all of those feelings are valid. Uh, I, I host a show about this. I'm not coming at you and saying, hey, don't feel those ways. I think that's incredibly valid. But you have to look at what your goal is in communicating. 
If you have family members who are within a organization that you think is harmful for them and your goal is to see them leave that organization, you can't act like the organization does to you, to them. You have to act in a way that opens up conversation and allows for there to be an honest discussion of ideas. This can be very difficult depending who you're speaking with. Uh, But one thing to keep in mind, and I want you to think back to your time within the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement. One of the things that you were taught over and over and over again was that, you know, people are going to hate you because you're following God. People are going to hate you because of your belief system. People are going to persecute you. If they're not, you're doing something wrong. If people aren't persecuting you and don't hate you, you're doing something wrong. And so when you're sitting at dinner table and you start yelling at somebody or you start being aggressive or cussing at somebody or fill in the blank with whatever you're doing or creating an account on Twitter and bashing someone endlessly and endlessly and endlessly, what are you accomplishing there? What you're doing is making them reinforce the boundaries around them and really shut off conversation from you because you're the enemy. And not only are you the enemy, you're validating their belief system because you're you're basically fulfilling the role that's been given to you by the church. You're persecuting them because they're doing the right thing. So they're going to double down. Stephen Hassan talks about this all the time. Uh, he's the cult expert. He wrote Combating Cult Mind Control. And he talks about the fact that many cultish groups teach that persecution will be a natural uh, ramification to their belief system. So when persecution or perceived persecution comes, it just reinforces like we're right. The more that people get upset, the more that we're accurate in our theology and belief system. The next thing I want to talk about is stay focused on the ideology and not so much on the people involved. And what I mean by that is don't go attacking the person's character. Don't go attacking, uh, you know, obviously if they're involved in direct abuse, physical or sexual, you know, address the character. But if it's someone who is a good person in a bad movement, really stay focused on the contradictions within the ideology and not focused on well, why aren't you smart enough to see this? Uh, you know, why are you doing this? Uh, do you not care about people? You know, don't go into all of these arguments that ad- address their motivation. Really dive into why do you believe that way? Do you believe that I'm this due to your belief system? Do you believe that, uh, you know, it, just run down the line of ideological differences and try to have as much of a not cold conversation, but a conversation separated from those emotional charges and triggers. And then the the last thing I want to really just say on this, and, and this does get a little bit more specific to something I've been seeing lately. Um, but I just want to be very, I want to be very careful how I say this, because I don't have a problem with every single person who does this, but I, I just think it needs to be talked about. And that is, you know, there's a real danger I feel in constantly going for every argument and not picking your battles. And, um, I, I see this honestly a lot. I, I got into a bit of a, a rift with a, with an anon account on Twitter, um, which was dumb. You shouldn't fight with anonymous accounts. Uh, but I got into it just a thing because they had posted a picture of a well-known evangelist and his children. And again, was this picture public prior? Yes. But do I think that there's a difference between a parent posting a picture of their kid and someone else posting a picture of their kid. Absolutely. Like as a parent, if someone took one of my pictures, I posted of my kid and posted it onto an anonymous account to mock, I'd be very upset. But what I, what I want to say there is, um, I, 
there's a lot of activity among quote unquote, you know, ex-fundamentalists or uh, people who've left IFB churches or, and many rightfully so, uh, for very solid reasons, but it's easy. And I did this when I first left and I still struggle with doing this sometimes is to turn around and start making fun of the clothes, the music, uh, the haircuts, you know, fill in the blank, even making fun of just like, like all of these little random things. And I think what happens there is again, just the same way that we, you know, we show someone like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to attack you because you're doing what's right. I think when we do exhibit traits that can be identified as bitterness, even if it's not coming from a place of bitterness, but it can be identified as such, why give that extra firepower to the other side? Why can't you just sit there, identify the ideological differences, leave personal stuff like attacking people's family out of it, um, and really just address some of the insanity of some of the positions that are held? Uh, You can address things like King James onlyism. You don't need to mock somebody for posting a verse that says it's KJV at the end. There, there's two different things there. And so I just want to really encourage you guys, when you're sitting down and having conversations, keep the goal in mind. Um, and, and there are different things. If someone is engaging in abuse, obviously the goal is to get law enforcement involved right away or to expose it. Uh, if it's past the statute of limitations, expose it enough where people can make an informed decision about where they go to church. But when it comes to dealing with loved ones who are within the fundamentalist movement, really take time to step back, identify your goals, uh, evaluate the best way to have the conversation and maintain that through your discussion with them and make sure that you're not doing something to shoot the progress that could be made directly in the foot. Uh, You want to really make sure that you keep the goal in mind. We are talking with someone and for the good people trapped in a bad movement, we need to address them like they're good people and show that we care about them, not that we dislike what they're involved in. That's not the goal. The goal is not just to say we hate what you believe in. The goal is to say we want something better for you because we love you and we care about you. Just a quick thought for you guys. I hope you're having a great holiday season. Uh, Remember, we'll be back here with another episode pretty soon. We've got a couple great interviews lined up and I'm so excited to catch you on the next episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.